Welcome to the See Me Now podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Coleman, and I am joined today by Colorado Mesa University Instructor of Nursing, Christy Emerson. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, you are um, a maverick through and through. Kind of tell your story as to where were you raised and what was your, your journey here to, to teaching at CMU? Well, I am a Western Slope native, uh, born and raised in Paonia. I came to then Mesa State College uh, in the late 90s graduated with a bachelor's degree in exercise science, uh, stuck around, stayed in the community, and returned to Colorado Mesa University to get another degree uh, to get my bachelor's in science of nursing. And then loved it so much, I decided to pursue becoming an instructor here on campus for the nursing program. And part of your background, um, you spent a lot of time in public health. What led you to that sector and and what did it teach you? Well, as I mentioned, I'm from a very small town and I didn't really have a lot of exposure to the field of nursing. It was either the emergency department or long-term care. And so I chose my degree in exercise science because I loved health, I loved wellness, was interested in nursing, but didn't really like either of those two areas that I had been exposed to. So did exercise science, and then immediately did a master's in public health. And I did work for local public health for uh, 13 years, enjoyed it. It was wonderful. Uh, But I just missed that piece of being able to provide the direct patient care. And so um, that's sort of when I had this moment of thinking, you know, what if I went back to school? What if I became a nurse? then I could actually provide the vaccinations, then I could actually provide education on family planning and nutrition and have more of that hands-on role as opposed to the administrative piece. Uh, And so decided to go back to nursing school. Listening to you, it sounds like prevention is a really important piece for you, you know, instead of just talking about, okay, this is where we're at, let's try to solve the problem now. It's, It's really, how can we get better before Can you talk about your role with prevention and how you incorporate that into the classroom? I think that public health does a really good job of looking at data, looking at our communities around us, seeing what the issues are, and then trying to figure out what we can do to prevent those things from happening. So if we have individuals who are dying in motor vehicle crashes, do we need to increase awareness around seatbelts or speed limits? Do we need to increase enforcement? Uh, So trying to look at those bigger picture issues and figuring out ways we can prevent death, injury, disability from happening in the first place. And I think that's what I enjoy the most. Uh, When I became a nurse, I worked on the cardiac unit at St. Mary's Hospital, and I enjoyed it. It was wonderful. Uh, There were a lot of great patients and great nurses that I worked with, but I just felt like we were several steps behind. And it It didn't feel like a good fit for me because I wanted to be on that prevention side of things. I wanted to prevent people from having heart attacks in the first place. So what can we do as a community to really focus on our health and those prevention efforts? Um, So again, it's a great tie between the exercise science background, the public health, and then of course nursing. And you've obviously been in the classroom a time or two. How do you think your own educational journey helps you be a better teacher? Well, I do have to say, uh, 
that I really appreciated the the group of students that um, I was around when I was in nursing school. I was your non-traditional student uh, in my 30s with two kids and had two previous degrees, including a graduate degree. And so I, I think my experience was a little bit different than some of the other students just because of my life experience and uh, education background. But, it, you know, I, I really took a, an interest in my own learning. I had life experiences with parents being ill, grandparents being ill. And so I just was really fascinated in the content that we were learning. And I believe in being a lifelong learner. And so just always trying to be curious and find answers to questions. And so I, I think having spent a lot of time in the classroom um, now as an instructor and as a student, I just try to make things interesting and make the, uh, the content applicable and use real life experiences, real life scenarios when I can. Yeah, I, I love that lifelong learner piece because you obviously went back to get you know, your nursing degree as an, an adult learner and you had, I think, a, a young children at the time. Is that right? Yes. Talk about that experience because I know there's a lot of people out there who say, you know, I want to change my career or I want to go back to school or I, I started but I never finished but now I have a family and I just, I, I don't know how to make it happen. But you, you know, you figured it out. I had great support in making that decision. You know, I had a, a very successful career and in public health and <laughs> went to my husband and said, you know, I, I think I want to quit my job and go back to school. We had a two-year-old and a four-year-old and he was great. He didn't hesitate at all. He said, okay, we'll make it happen. He actually changed um, his job in order to have more flexibility and be able to support us financially in that decision. Uh, and we had a lot of help from our parents with watching kids. Um, you know, when you're in nursing school, you don't have really have the option of calling in sick. And if your children are sick, you don't really have the option of saying, oh, I, I can't make it to clinical today. I know I'm supposed to be on the floor for a 12-hour shift and I can't make it. So our parents were on speed dial. They would assist us whenever we needed that help. Uh, and it, it really was a, a difficult decision, but it was really, really exciting. And it was something I really wanted to do. And thankfully, I had friends and family around who were able to support me with that. If anybody is thinking about, you know, going back to school and trying to figure it out, if you have any interest in doing it, I say pursue it because it will open so many doors for you. And if it's something you're really passionate about, how great is it to spend your career doing something that's fun and exciting and challenging than doing something that you're not interested in? Uh, so, so take that leap of faith. Um, Find people around you who will support you and encourage you and, and go for it. That sounds like it, it was it was hard to do, but worth it in the end. It was absolutely worth it in the end. I look back and think, wow, I should have done this sooner, but I'm also grateful for the experience I had. I think, you know, some some students go straight into that nursing degree and they're they're young when they do that and it it works for them. I don't think it would have worked well for me um, to be 22 and be a nurse. That's a lot of responsibility. Uh, but it, my path was the right path for me. It worked really well for me. And 
I would encourage any uh, anyone who's listening, if you have any interest in going back to school, you can find a way to make it work, whether it's online or in the classroom. Um, I know finances can be scary, but there are ways to to make it happen. I'd say the nursing school here at CMU is really important based on where we're located. You know, I know that nurses are in demand all over the country, but here in rural Western Colorado, I would say those nurses are vital to, to this region. Can you talk about rural health care in, in Colorado here and how those nurses really do go out and serve regions that necessarily haven't always had access to health care? I think we are in a critical time with nursing. I think COVID expedited the retirement for a lot of seasoned nurses. And uh, so now we find ourselves in a shortage. So facilities are having to hire traveling nurses. Uh, We are kind of going back to utilizing LPNs and associate level prepared nurses because we we need the workforce. We need people who have those skills and those abilities to provide nursing care. I think CMU provides a lot of great opportunities within all of those areas of nursing. We have programs for LPN, associate degree nurses, BSN, and that gives our nursing graduates opportunities throughout the state of Colorado. Other states, I've talked to some of the the bachelor's nurses that are graduating this semester who are looking at going to other states to practice uh, with their nursing licenses. And so I think we do a good job of preparing our nurses to be generalists. They can go into any area of nursing, get the training and the orientation that they need, and then be able to serve that population. So we don't focus just on OBPs or we don't focus just on the geriatric. These students get a big uh, sweep of all of those different components of nursing, including rural healthcare and some of those outpatient community settings that we don't really think about when we think about nurses. We we see them in the hospital, um, but there are really a lot of other places public health being one of those, where we really need uh, skilled nurses. I'd say nurses have a reputation of being just really caring and thoughtful and and treat each patient like a person. Is that part of the training? I mean, are you guys in there talking about empathy and how to really break through? I mean, I would think you would become hard after a while, but it seems that, you know, nurses just keep on giving. I think people are drawn to nursing for a reason. I think they are compassionate, caring individuals who who pursue this field uh, in order to help take care of people. That is certainly part of it. And then I think there's also that hard science piece that really interests people and kind of pulls them into uh, understanding all of the different dynamics of the human body and what happens. Uh, we certainly talk about understanding each patient as an individual. My students uh, for the class I teach, they go into the jail, they go into the methadone clinic, uh, they go to the HIV clinic. So they are going out into the community into a variety of settings where they're exposed to different groups, different peoples, different people from different backgrounds. And when these students are reflecting and thinking about their experiences, they all say, wow, I didn't realize that I had a bias. I didn't realize that I was, you know, 
concerned about working with this population. But once I got through the door and I started working with these patients, I realized they're human. Everybody makes mistakes. They've got these different backgrounds as to why they're in jail or why they are suffering with substance abuse and needing uh, methadone to help deal with the opioid addiction. And, and once they just get through feeling uncomfortable, they start to grow and they start to realize, wow, this is something I didn't realize I was carrying with me. And now that I've had this opportunity, had this experience, I've increased my empathy and my compassion, and I'm able to look past the addiction and help the patient. Yeah, you know, that that makes me think of how travel can really broaden one's horizons and think through, okay, this is maybe yeah a region I've never seen before or a culture I've never experienced, people I I've I've have maybe had a problem relating to in the past because I have never met anybody from this part of the world. And yeah, I think it really is that exposure that that helps people get that compassion for one another. And it's pushing out of the comfort zone. If we just stay in our bubble, we don't learn, we don't grow. And so all throughout the nursing program, we're constantly pushing to do things that you're not comfortable doing, to be around people you're not comfortable being around because you grow. That's how you start to understand differences and begin to respect those differences. It's just that little push, that little nudge out of that comfort zone. And and really that's where growth happens. If we could talk about the healthcare industry as a whole, because, you know, it while nurses are in demand, there's only so many seats in the nursing school here, but there are so many ways to give back to people, to help um, help them not only with, you know, wellness, but but the whole journey. Can you talk about how here at CMU there's a lot of different avenues people can go down to to be part of the healthcare industry in general? I think we are fortunate to have a variety of programs at CMU that allow for students who are interested in health to pursue those degrees, those careers. So nursing is certainly one of those avenues, lots of different ways to become a nurse as well. You don't have to just do the bachelor's program. We have other ways to become a nurse. And if that's not for you or you're not, um, maybe you've applied to the program and are are not um, being offered acceptance into that program, don't give up, keep applying, try those different avenues, but also think about those other opportunities to be involved. We also have a great radiology program. We have a great surgical tech program, microbiology, the exercise science, human performance and wellness uh, degrees that can lead into doing physical therapy and occupational therapy, the PA program. We really do have a a wide spectrum of health-related fields here at CMU. In addition to that, there's also the the mental health piece of that, the psychology degrees, the clinical, licensed clinical social work programs, uh, really a, a big variety of ways to become involved in the healthcare industry. I don't think we are going to see less jobs in the healthcare industry. I think it's just going to continue to grow. And as we see a nursing shortage, we're going to have to start looking to other uh, healthcare providers to help fill, fill those gaps. So for example, somebody who gets a health promotion, health and wellness degree, may want to become a health coach, work in a clinic, work alongside doctors, nurses, and really uh, provide 
patients with those prevention measures? How can we improve your health through exercise, diet, reduction of stress, um, mental health? Providing that one-on-one interaction with a patient can happen from that health coaching perspective, not just from the nursing perspective. Yeah, you know, we talked about why, or I guess the nursing industry attracts a certain type of person, but why did you want to get into health and wellness? I think my, I have always been interested in health. And again, I had very little exposure to nursing. And so chose to do the exercise science degree, mostly, you know, fear of blood, fear of those, uh, just a lack of experience in, in that realm of nursing. And so I just feel really passionate about people having the best health that they can. So whether that is a high school athlete or that is a 70-year-old grandmother wanting the energy to keep up with her grandkids, whatever that might be for an individual, there are so many things that we have control over um, if we have that knowledge. And so I think for me, I really was passionate about sharing that knowledge, sharing that information, trying to help people understand that there are a lot of different steps we can take to just help us feel our best and have the most energy and accomplish what we want to accomplish, regardless of where we are in that age spectrum. We're really fortunate that we have great community partners with our healthcare facilities. You know, I know Community Hospital, St. Mary's Hospital, um, various others are are not only bringing our students in to get that hands-on experience, but always looking for new ways to to engage the university to to really be able to help out those who live in the area. Can you talk about those partnerships? We are very fortunate to have very strong partners in our community our nursing students could not get the experience and the education they get without those partners. And the big hospitals obviously are are huge in that regard, but we also have a lot of smaller community partners that step up to the plate and provide a lot of really important uh, key information for those students. One really good example I can give you is our partnership with Hope West. We not only send students to the Hope West Care Center, we also have students who go out with nurses into the home to provide hospice care to patients in their um, own personal residence. But then Hope West also comes on campus and spends eight hours with five of their nursing staff doing an end of life simulation for our students. So they walk through what would it be like if you were telling a family member that their, um, their loved one was dying? How do you use those words? What do you say? What are your personal experiences with death and what are your customs and rituals and how does that impact how you handle a patient who's dying? Uh, And they, they just do a phenomenal job. They don't charge us and they do this every semester without fail. So they're here spending a lot of time, a lot of energy and a lot of resources training our students on that very specific, very difficult um, scenario of end of life. That is incredible. And I know that is such a, a hard piece to get trained on, if you will, right? I mean, everyone I think can, can attest to how difficult it is trying to understand the end of life process. And, you know, what do we do when a family member is sick or someone we love is, is struggling towards the end? And um, yeah, how... 
uh, how do those conversations come up in the classroom? You know, how, how do you overcome the immense sadness, you know, and just be that person that's there to, to give, you know, maybe just a, a helping hand in the end? I think a lot of our nurses um, over the past few semesters have experienced death in the hospital. Prior to that, I would ask students, how many of you have experienced a patient death? And very few hands would come up. I think COVID changed that. I think we saw um, students coming through who had experienced more death than in previous semesters and still not, uh, n- not necessarily comfortable with those conversations or those scenarios that they were a part of. And so it's really important that we um, scaffold this conversation throughout all levels of nursing school. So from that very first semester, when you're learning how to take a blood pressure, all the way through that end semester, when you um, have figured out the type of nurse you want to be and where you want to go, all in between those, you know, the beginning and the end of nursing school, we need to be talking about end of life conversations and how that's going to happen, how you handle it as a nurse, um, not just with your patients, but how do you develop those positive coping strategies? Because as a nurse, you are going to experience death and dying. And so when that happens on your shift, what do you do? Um, how do you handle that as a person so that you don't become callous, so that you, um, but also don't go to that other extreme of becoming, you know, depressed and really struggling with uh, being confronted with death and dying and how overwhelming that can feel. So we we really try and emphasize those positive coping strategies, self-care as a nurse, um, taking care of yourself will allow you to be present in those conversations and support those family members uh, if and when that does happen. And what's your favorite part, would you say, about, about being a nurse? Well, that's a great question. And it's kind of, I kind of have an interesting answer. To me, the best part is the phone call from a friend who has a sick kid at home and doesn't know what to do, or my family members coming to me for advice and needing help, being the first person upon a car crash and being able to get out and assist the victims of that motor vehicle crash. Uh, there was one time I was driving home on my lunch break and my neighbor was down in his front yard. And that to me, that's not what I'm getting paid. That's not, um, you know, the, the guts and the glory of being a nurse. But to me, that is the most beneficial and uh, the most rewarding part is I can be assisting other people. I can help with those questions. Should I go to the emergency room? Do I need to worry about this? Can I take this medication? Just being able to provide that information because some people just don't have access to it. They don't understand it. They can't understand medical jargon or you're that first person available who's there to help um, in an emergency situation. I love that answer. It's not what I was expecting, but it's a, it's a good one. And I, I think it's a a testament to how you really do make an impact no matter where you are or who you're talking to, the knowledge and experience you have really does go, you know, beyond the hospital or the, that healthcare facility. It really does. And I, I have found myself in that situation many times in an airport, at a park, at a kid's sporting event where somebody just needs a nurse. And it, 
it's not always, you know, really intense, but it's just that reassurance and that presence. And that's what I really, really enjoy about nursing. Well, Christy Emerson, thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the See Me Now podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.